before kind of rapid fire uh everybody had an introduction statement uh one minute to answer questions i believe it was 30 seconds for a follow-up uh running time was roughly two hours it's quite a bit <clears throat> they didn't get hung up on healthcare as long as the uh, previous night i don't really see a big difference in a lot of the healthcare plans that were put forward last night at least, so I won't talk too much about that. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about each of the candidates that were on the debate stage last night, a little bit about their background and kind of what they pushed. So the first person to introduce themselves was Bill de Blasio. He's the mayor of New York City. He pretty he highlighted criminal justice and that he ended stop and frisk in New York City, uh, raised the minimum wage in the city to 15 an hour, and he really went after Joe Biden on criminal justice, Kamala, Har- Kamala Harris as well. And um, he pretty much highlighted his plan to be able to pay for some of his ideas by taxing the wealthy. Uh, next, we had Michael Bennett, who's a current senator, uh, education administrator. A former education administrator. I noticed he's an extremely slow talker, uh, very monotone, boring to listen to, but he attacked Trump and his one-liner was, uh, we have kids in cages at the border when we should have kids in the classroom. Next, we had Jay Inslee, governor of Washington state, uh, obviously, and he uh, pretty much said that climate should be the top priority for anybody. Um, His plan, if elected, he wants a national mobilization to bring 100% clean energy. And he said that we must confront the fossil fuel industry. Next, we have Kirsten Gillibrand. She's a senator from New York. Uh, Her message was nothing's impossible. She's pro-LGBT rights, which, I mean, 2019, going to be 2020. Who doesn't? But uh, she pushed that she was co-sponsor in the bill um, to repeal do not or don't ask don't tell uh, next we had Tulsi Gabbard she highlighted her career in the military serving 16 years two tours in the Middle East uh, pretty much said that she knows what patriotism is and she knows that Donald Trump is not a patriot she wants to serve the interest of all Americans she mentioned um, the law and justice and equality for all and that she has a love for this country and she wants to bring the soldier's creed to the White House. Julian Castro, he's interesting. He's the former HUD secretary under Obama. Um, he, he mentioned that public service is about the people. He wants to focus on health care, education, and job opportunities, and said that too many people are struggling and not, we would never go backwards, we'd only go forwards, which seemed to be kind of an underlying theme. Uh, Andrew Yang, who I'm pretty much a fan of. Uh, he preached his universal basic income, $1,000 a month for forever, uh, for anybody over 18. He said it's a deeply American idea. He said uh, why we would implement this is because of automations. He's pretty much pointed at Detroit and said, ask the autos work, auto workers union how much automation has affected their life. 
Uh, he said, how are we going to pay for it? He said, stores are closing all over the United States, and Amazon pays zero dollars in income tax or taxes. Uh, <clears throat> he said, the opposite of what we are doing now is an Asian guy who likes math. It's kind of hard to argue that. Cory Booker, he's a senator from New Jersey, also former mayor of Newark. Uh, he went right after Trump for attacking Baltimore. Um, I don't know if he was disrupted by protesters or what, or cheers, but he, after the brief disrupt, disruption, um, he mentioned that Trump uses old rhetoric, uh, demagoguery and racism. That was interesting. Uh, he said that this election is about who we are, is about who we are, um, that there are deep wounds that need to be healed before we can move forward, but that we should continue to move forward. He, uh, his message was of unity and common cause and purpose, which, you know, he's kind of taken that stance before. Um, and he's always tried to paint himself as that bastion of unity. I don't even know if I use that word rightly, rightly, <laughs> correct, uh, correctly fact check me. Next, we had Kamala Harris. She's the senator from California. Um, she said we're at a reflection moment, and who are we? Same pretty much uh, narrative that Cory Booker uh, stated. And uh, she said that we are better than this, and we're going to fight for who we are. Um, she will prosecute the case against Donald Trump if she's elected as the Democratic nominee. Last, we had Joe Biden. He talked about engagement. Uh, he's running to restore the soul of the country. And he said that no one person is too strong to rip the social fabric of the United States. So as I said earlier, the uh, debate followed very much the same standard as previous nights. Uh, they went over health care. Uh, not too many of these candidates were on board with a Bernie or a Warren plan. Um, each had their own highlights, but again, with the debate format the way it is, you didn't really get too much of it. Uh, everybody seemed to attack Biden all night long. Um, on healthcare, Tulsi had probably the best one-liner. One -liner. The note that I have is uh, she mentioned it was a sick care system. We uh, and People can't get help because it's too expensive. Uh, she mentioned that insurance corporations and pharmaceutical companies have had a seat at our at the negotiating table when laws are drafted for way too long it's part of the problem it's the reason why change doesn't happen because they're able to get their piece uh, yang also had a good mention where he said the current system puts the burden on small businesses uh, universal health care will allow for business to grow he was the only one to really focus on health care from a growth business perspective, and that's probably because he's a businessman. <clears throat> Next, they moved on to an immigration. Everybody was able to attack Biden on this, uh, or Obama, I guess. And uh, there were two schools of thought, uh, legalized border crossings and to keep the status quo. But uh, Biden, every time he talked, well, not every time, but the first time he talked about immigration, um, there were some Protests, it seemed, I think they were chanting like 2 million, 2 million in reference to the 2 million people that were deported under him and Obama, or Obama and him. 
they moved on to criminal justice reform, and Booker put the nail in Biden's coffin for this debate. Uh, Booker mentioned from the 1970s to now, Joe Biden has claimed responsibility for any major crime legislation, um, including the 1994 crime bill. Um, Booker also was the first, at least last night, to mention um, the legalization of marijuana and using any revenue from that towards um, areas that were impacted previously by some of the programs. Uh, He pretty much uh, blamed Biden the whole time, causing the problems. Biden tried to counterattack and to go on the offensive with Booker, uh, claiming that Booker uh, and he might have, I don't know, I didn't fact check this, hired uh, Rudy, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani's uh, police chief or something like that and implemented stop and frisk. And then this is when Cory Booker had his uh, highlight of the night saying that uh, Biden was, quote unquote, dipping into the Kool-Aid and he didn't even know the flavor. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Jay Inslee offered probably the biggest point from an experiment standpoint he said that uh he has offered pardons for nonviolent drug offenders and probably was the only one on stage to do so and uh for me i noticed that uh i mean it, like i said it, it was really attacked by night um kamala attacked joe biden on busing and working with uh strom thurmond and uh, Joe tried to counter with segregated schools, but at this point, it just sounded like he was completely, the wind were, was out of his sails at that point. Um, they talked briefly about climate change. Um, almost all wants to get rid of coal, oil, other fossil fuels. They talked briefly about the Green New Deal and how they would pay for it, Paris Agreement, and becoming carbon neutral. So, the winners of last night, I... Uh, I had Cory Booker. He had a very, very good debate. Uh, he definitely raised his stock that night. He slam dunk Biden. Um, spoke, he spoke with clarity and compassion. Uh, he didn't have his I am Spartacus moment that seemed forced. It was it was very, he seemed comfortable, at least from the audio file that I listened to. But he definitely raised his stock last night. The other person that raised their stock was Tulsi Gabbard. She crushed Kamala Harris on criminal justice, uh, which I think will end up greatly raising her position. Um, She did a good job of highlighting herself, pivoting certain talking points to her background. And uh, one of the things that I, I thought was very interesting is that she asked Kamala Harris to apologize to the thousands of people that she put away for marijuana marijuana offenses. <clears throat> she really had uh, Kamala Harris on the ropes, and uh, I, I don't think Kamala recovered from that. Uh, I also had Andrew Yang chalked up as one of the winners. He slammed Republicans pretty well. And Trump, he called, but he called for unity from a Democratic perspective. Uh, he had strong immigration um, answer. He said that uh, Republicans are scapegoating immigrants for issues they have nothing to do with. Um, and he talked about the economy. So he said that pretty much people are blaming immigrants for certain problems of losing jobs, taking jobs, 
but he said, really, it's, it's business. It's automations. He did a good job of being able to pivot answers into UBI. And I think he did almost in every single um, question that came to him last night. Losers, I had uh, Kamala Harris. She was good at attacking, but when her record was being questioned, she definitely fell flat. Um, one of the things I noticed that she would always say that people weren't telling the truth, which is interesting because you figure people do uh, some oppa research on her, but who knows? She could have been right, but I don't know. For her to say that all the time, it almost seemed like she didn't have answers. Uh, Joe Biden, I have him chalked up as a loser. He received broadsides from everyone. He failed to uh, really turn the conversation and just steer it away from his weaknesses. <laughs> and one of the, the weird things was in his closing statement, <clears throat> he uh, everybody had listed either their email address or something like that. And he went off and he said, yeah, Joe30330. I, I don't know what that is, but uh, I know I'm sure Twitter's ablaze with that. And I had Joe, or I'm sorry, Bill de Blasio as one of the biggest losers of the night. I think he's end up going to end up dropping out, but uh, he did not do well with uh, the Eric Gardner questioning and what, why the police officer who killed Eric Gardner is still on the force. Yeah, he, uh, he pretty much lost that in my mind. So just wanted to go over quickly uh, the rankings after the second debate, since both nights are now over. So I have Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. I believe they probably are the two strongest candidates from the debates, at least. Uh, next, I have Pete Buttigieg, Cory Booker. Um, those are two kind of name brand politicians already. Uh, then Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang. Uh, then I have Joe Biden and Camilla Harris. And then Beto O'Rourke and Julian Castro as my top 10. Um, the next group I have kind of looped in together is uh, Gillibrand, Inslee, Klobuchar, and Williamson. And then I have everybody else. Uh, I did want to give an honorable mention. So there's a, uh, another candidate out there who was not involved in the debates. His name's Tom Steyer. He's a billionaire investor slash hedge fund manager, and he entered the race July 9th. He's pledged $100 million to his campaign, which is significant. Um, but his focuses are on impeachment and climate change, which again, I keep stressing that climate change is by far, or it is becoming one of the most hot button topics in 2020. I do think that is what politicians will focus on it for the future. And I'm talking at a representative level, a Senate level, and now presidential level. And it's fantastic because we do, it's a clear and present danger. So seeing these people listing climate change as one of their most important topics is very welcoming as a uh, voter. So my right now, my early belief is that Tulsi and Andrew Yang are probably the DNC's best choice for a win in 2020. It'll be very hard for Trump to attack either of them. Uh, both of them have a background of some sort that's Again, fairly ironclad. I mean, Tulsi has some question marks of flip-flopping or her foreign policy record, especially with Syria. But I think she'll do a good job, especially as she gets polished throughout the process, to go against the Trump. 
and it would be really hard for him to attack her character. Um, so those are my two that I have uh, that I think would right now be the Democratic Party's best choice of beating Trump. And the next tier I have is, is a toss-up, but it's Buttigieg, Booker, Biden, Harris, and O'Rourke. Uh, I think that they, depending on how the primary season plays out, would be able to kind of confront Trump. Um, O'Rourke is scripted. He reminds me a lot of a Marco Rubio, so he really needs to polish himself. Uh, Buttigieg proved in night one of the debates that he could be a good debater. I'd be curious, again, the age difference between him and Trump, how he would do in a debate. I think he would do quite well, actually. He's 37, so um, compared to Trump, who's 74, I think, 75. Uh, Cory Booker, again, had a strong debate performance. Um, Joe Biden, name recognition alone, he would carry a lot of the older um, Blue Dog Democrats. And then I have Kamala Harris still in here because I do think she's very good at attacking. But last night kind of proved that she needs to really work on being able to counter when her record's under fire. And, you know, with Trump in a debate, he'll go after her. So those are the next tier that I have. And then I do think if it's a Warren or a Sanders, they might be, you know, the liberal extremists that are really trying to pull their party to the left. And they are. They're doing a good job of it. But I think if either one of them right now go against Trump, they lose. So, like I said, not as long as last night. Um, real quick review. Um, hope you enjoyed. You know, Give me feedback if you didn't like it. But thanks for tuning in. Thank you.